CPI data just came out in the United States is the consumer price index. This, for everybody that doesn't know, dictates what inflation is like for the average consumer in the United States. We were expecting an 8.3%, an 8.1% inflation read on this CPI. What do we get? We got 8.3%. So why is everybody losing their mind? It's only 0.2%. And why are the markets melting down right now? Let's talk about this. Because right now, it's everything that we've been talking about. Yesterday, I was here with you guys and I told you, I'm selling my shit. I'm selling my ETH. I'm selling my stuff right now because this pump is going to die. And this pump is going to die right now. Everybody's failing to understand why. And this is the biggest problem with everything that we're doing right now. The biggest problem with inflation is not the number, is that it's coming back. Let's talk about all the factors that are giving us the results that we're talking about right now. And by the way, this is shit that we've been talking about that everybody keeps ignoring over and over and over again. The reason why the CPI just came out 0.2% higher and everybody lost their mind is because there's a lot of moon boys thinking that if the CPI read was going to be what it was going to be, then the Fed was not going to either probably not hike anymore or maybe just do 50 points or maybe something less than 75 points or 100 points now. So everybody's freaking out because now they think, oh, here it goes. We're going to get 75 points up on the next Fed meeting and then that in, in the next week or so. And that's going to be a disaster for the market. The disaster for the market is way, way, way here already. And everybody just keeps ignoring it because they're putting so much attention to the fucking Fed's consumer price index. Here's the reality of everything. And it's again, it goes back to everything we talked about before. Number one, what is the Fed trying to do? The Fed is trying to pull liquidity off the market. So all of these markets, and remember, I don't know if I told you guys or not. I'm pretty sure I did because I say the same thing in Spanish and in English, even though I don't write them. Um, if you think about it, the Fed injected a lot of liquidity into the market in 2000, uh, 2000, what? 2020. They gave, they printed $9 trillion and they flooded the market with those. So they're trying to get it back. They're trying to take it back. Why are they doing this and how are they doing it? So why are they doing this is the most important question. The reason why they're doing this is because the economy is showing signs of inflation. When you so show signs of inflation, it literally means you printed too much. So you need to get that money out. You need to get that value out. The other problem the United States and the economy worldwide is facing right now is that there's no potential growth anymore. In 2018, we saw lots and lots of uh, red because they started doing QT. They stopped quantitative easing. They stopped giving money out for free and that easy. And in 2018, there was a big correction. I believe it was a 20% correction on the market in general. And the Fed was like, okay, we now understand that the market needs more money. So they started doing more QE. And it was fine because inflation didn't skyrocket or nothing. At the rate that they were doing it back then, it was cool. 2020 comes and they just fucking printed so much money that shit got out of hand. The problem now that we're facing is the fact that the entire world is fucked. The Fed the World Bank, the IMF, the European banks, everybody's putting themselves together and saying, we need to drain the market. We need liquidity to be gone because we fucked up to a big point. Because when you get to the point where your economy is crashing, like literally crashing against growth, you're not growing anymore. And I know that a lot of people think that companies are growing, but if you go back to the S&P, to the Dow Jones, to all of the major markets, to all of my friends that know how to do charts, chart this up, go to any of those indexes, do a 12 month candle, that's a year candle, and look at it. And if you go back and look at the S&P 500 chart, 
the only red candles are in recessions, right? And it starts with like uh, the big green candles. The, the candles start getting bigger in 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. 2000, you have red. 2001, you have red. 2003, you have red. Then you have another three years that goes back up and then another three down. That's 2009. 2009, it goes up all the way. There's only one red candle between 2009 and 2022. That red candle is 2018. It's a very tiny, 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 tiny red candle. And the reason why we have that candle is because of QT. Before that, the only candles we had was 2008. And before that was the 2000, 2001, 2003, and 2004 and five, I believe. So it's all recessions, major recessions. And right now, if you're looking at the candle, it's the biggest candle you've ever seen in your life of those red candles compared to the other ones. And the thing is, whenever you see those candles getting longer, longer and longer, that takes us, if you just look at the charts, back to the 2001, to what it looks like in the 2001. So number one, we're looking at, forget about what's gonna happen. You already have the reddest candle you've ever seen year to year in the S&P 500, in the Dow Jones, in all of those. You're looking at it right now. And that is not even over. Right now, shit's about to get way worse because of everything we talked about. Let me explain. Number one, we talked about the growth. There was no more growth in 2018. The reason why we started seeing the markets take off again and the reason why those candles got greener was because President Trump made taxes less. So remember that he took down corp corporate taxes. So when you take down corporate taxes, companies that were not making that tax, like let's say that you take away 10% taxes that you don't pay anymore, that's extra money for you. So instantly the value in your company generated being taken that away. So that was already sign number one that economy was slowing down. By the time we got to 2020, the economy was already reaching a peak. And on top of that, they poured a bag of money in an economy that was at a standstill. Huge mistake because of what we saw. Now, we talked about a Russian energy crisis, but it was not a Russian energy crisis. The energy crisis, my friends, and this is why all of these news is why they're now coming out right now, which these are all old news. We've talked about this a lot, like a lot in here. We talked about this here for months. So let's go back. So now the news is, is, is understanding that the energy crisis is not really just the problem between Russia and Ukraine and what's going on in Europe. If you're looking at the uh, amount of our reserves in the United States of how much oil we're holding for war and for all the stuff that we use the oil for, it's at its lowest from, I don't know if it's the 1980s, 1990s, but it's been like three to four decades of the lowest reserves in oil we've ever had. Now, why is that a problem? Shouldn't be a problem. It's not a problem unless we go to war, which, why would we go to war? Oh, wait, every country started to spend twice their budgets on military again. So maybe that's coming, who knows? So there might be a squeeze in oil prices again later this year. Give me another reason for the oil squeeze prices, no problem. Let me get to you. So we saw that China is closing their doors yet again. Shanghai is locked right now because of uh, uh, bad weather. And then all of these other major, major Chinese cities are beginning their lockdowns again. You, you guys think it's a coincidence? One more time. Do you guys really think that's a coincidence that China is like locking down whenever we really need them and whenever we need deflation to come in and China just goes, no more of this shit. Might be a coincidence, right? I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Let's see how that plays out. You play it however you can. I'm gonna play it like they're doing this on purpose. And so far it's working out great. So China is doing what China does. 
But at the same time, the China's been doing these lockdowns, which we can all say these are all just attacks on the U.S. because they're importing less dollars and they're exporting less inflation, deflation to the United States. It could also be a different reason why they're doing this. And the reason why is related to the energy crisis in the world, because while China started the lockdowns, if you look at charts, when they look, when they start their lockdowns, look at how much oil they start buying from Russia. Look at the amount of oil they buy compared to what they were buying before at, a, at, a, at their pace. Why does China need an insane amount of reserves when they're putting older people at home and people are going to say, well, dude, there's more electricity spent. If you're at home, you need to turn on the lights and whatnot. Yes, but that's not oil. You're not using that for the cars. There's less transport. Like there's no denial that oil usage goes down. We saw it in the pandemic, right? So why is China locking everybody down and asking for more or more, more, more oil? Then we're looking at their reserves in the United States and they're garbage right now compared to every other time. And now we're seeing that Europe, because remember, Europe said there's not going to be any fucking energy problems. We're not going to do, we're not going to have any problems here. Boom, already starting to put restrictions that people can only use in Europe for a certain amount of hours in certain dates, a certain amount of uh, uh, power. And at the same time, they're doing the same thing to corporations. Now, what's the problem with that? Productivity. Productivity in the sense that you're not going to make more goods. There's less money being generated, less value being generated by that economy, less purchases for them, but also less purchases outside for the outside. What does that mean? That means Europe is effectively going into a depression, right? Because they're in the worst fucking scenario. China is already depressed. And now the United States, my friends, we're not independent from the world. We don't live in a nice bubble. We're seeing that these things are now affecting us just based on how much our oil reserves are, which we said there's an energy crisis all around the world. That's never going to affect us. Here we are right now. If there was a war going on and we needed those oil reserves right now, we'd be kind of fucked compared to before. So just think about that and keep that in mind. Now, let's move forward with the stories. So we're seeing Europe starting to put these uh, rules and regulations. Also, Europe telling everybody, we're not going into a recession, the United States. Every, every time a politician tells you, we're not X, Y, and Z, we are. Just so you know, because there's no reason to deny it before. If you haven't learned this by now, my God, come on, just understand that this is the way they work. And your life will be much easier. So now, what's up with the overreaction from all the markets? It's simple, guys. There's injections of liquidity coming into the market to give us that hype. The idea that things are going to go great. I told you that the news were coupled with all the good news. And they were making it seem... It's so easy to see now. And what I, I am not entirely sure if it's just the big funds taking advantage of this right now these opportunities to do and create these scenarios, or if the Fed is actively asking and working hand in hand with these funds. The Fed has said many times, people in the Fed have said many times, if you guys look up interviews from people that work at the Fed, there's some interesting people uh, that work at the Fed. And they've always said that, that if they had the tools from the private sector, BlackRock and all of these massive funds, they would be so much better because they have so much money compared to the Fed. And they've developed all of these uh, AI and algorithms and bots to do all these things, which wouldn't surprise me that the Fed is saying like, hey guys, because what we just saw literally was someone injected between 200 and $400 billion into the market right now, made everybody believe that the thing was going up and, and took it all out. And they're going to continue to do this until this thing is done. Remember, markets price forward. The problem right now is that everybody's trying to get the forward, looking ahead and looking for the good news, the out, there's no out yet. 
There is, however, that wall will be the energy crisis that we're living right now and also insatisfaction around the world and civil unrest, right? So we're seeing it already. We're seeing some civil unrest in the UK. Uh, I believe in, uh, oh my God, uh, how do you say Bolivia in English? Whatever, in so many different countries, you're seeing some because electricity bills are too expensive. And even in the United States, also there's water problems and there's food problems, but we're not gonna touch those. The energy crisis is the biggest problem and the biggest catalyst for a crash. Just like I said before with COVID was. What we're doing with the energy crisis in Europe is effectively what we did with COVID. We knew it was coming. We, we heard about it October, November, December, January, February. The market was fine. And we were all like, this is good. This is good. Don't worry about it. fucking little flu. And then one day something happened and we all got panicked and real shit happened. Now, with COVID, I understand it was an unknown, like what's going to happen. But now what's going to happen when people are starting to not be able to turn on their lights and the dramatics from the civil unrest, from not having any money, not having any food, not having fucking water, not having electricity, and then their government still, I want to remind you this, guys, before they told you that this energy crisis was going to require all of Europe to use a certain amount of energy for a certain amount of hours, they told you that's never going to happen. What we're going to do is we're going to print to be able to take care of your bills. But you know what effectively they did? They printed money to make sure that the electric companies get paid and you fucking suck a dick. You fell for it again. And no one's protesting these things. But you know what would be cool? If we can vote about our vaginas and our penises. It'd also be amazing if we can tell each other like what to believe in and all that stuff. Not this shit. Like who cares about the, the electricity problems or the government printing money? That's just for them, like the professionals to deal with. Let's just fucking vote on who can get married, no? That's what's happening around the world. And they're all doing this together. And if you fail to 100% understand that the problem is we reached a market peak on productivity and also globalization. We're not there anymore. The markets are becoming smaller. That means your Walmarts, your all, which are each country, are becoming smaller with lesser products and with less customers. There's no fucking way on earth, if you own a business, you would understand that that's impossible for growth. Impossible for a few years. That's why they're saying it's a slow, it's a small recession, guys. It's just gonna be a super tiny recession. Don't worry about it, it's gonna be super low. It's gonna be 18 months, you're barely gonna feel it. Barely gonna feel it. I think the market's gonna collapse like this. I think the market's gonna go down like this. Just like what I'm saying with the energy thing, it's gonna go, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. We're gonna encounter some sort of terrible news related to energy and how people are gonna be fucked somewhere or about like uncivil unrest. And the market's gonna come down also, if it's not from that, from a simple thing, just like the real estate market. This is why to me it feels so familiar. Everybody expecting the two years that the government is telling you guys is bullshit. Bullshit. This market is crapping before March of next year, but like in a big way, big fucking way, okay? They're bringing down the market so that when the crash happens, because it's gonna happen, it's not insane, it's not like 90%. They've done it like gradually and they've gone little by little. 
because they have to because the fucking bottom is so deep that you don't understand and the worst thing you can do is listen to fucking mooners and listen to fucking hopium guys right now and all that stuff there's one agenda everything has a simple explanation and you can see it the agenda is draining liquidity out of the system because there's too many fucking dollars floating around same with the euro same with everything anything that printed they're draining liquidity for them to drain liquidity they need to do things like they did yesterday they pump the market they flood it with cash and then all of us like idiots go oh, time to go in it's gonna go to the moon and then you see the other idiot youtubers like myself hey guys i mean i'm looking at this this is certainly a bottom certainly a bottom we're going up i mean come on what what is this energy crisis i own real estate i know what i'm talking about i've never owned a business though get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here you're all going to be creamed if you keep putting your liquidity into the market when you think it's going to go up right now for a very good amount of time it's not going to go up you should put liquidity into the market if you're thinking about trading only if you're an experienced trader if you're willing to completely lose that money but when people are saying dude this is going to go to fucking zero that's when you dump liquidity when do you sell when all of your friends are saying, dude, now I can see Bitcoin going to $50,000. That's a sign. That's the fucking sign. Grab it. Huddle to goat. I appreciate you, my brother. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Don't worry about asset classes right now. Everything. You guys weren't around. I don't know how many of you guys were around in 2008. This is all 2008. But like with tornadoes, like this is bad. And I know, I know we're expecting the government and JP Morgan and all of those guys to tell us that. If they told us this, we wouldn't put our money in the markets and we wouldn't risk setting it there because we think it's gonna go up. If JP Morgan comes out and tells you guys, there's no fucking chance the markets are going up in the next two years, who the fuck in here is gonna put money in the market in the next two years? Nobody. But if they keep telling you, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Don't worry about it, bro. We're going up. We're going to go to the moon. Then we're all putting more and more and more fucking money in there. So think about that. Now, don't look at prices. This is a lot of people making mistakes saying, what do you think the price is for things? I think the way we trade is wrong. Um, at least for me, it works really well. I've gotten four, uh, four peaks, local peaks right now, back to back, back to back. And I... Being completely honest with you, I'm basing all my peaks on one of my friends that tells me, oh, dude, we're going to this number. As soon as that guy tells me, and I love you, dude, you know I love you. As soon, I'm not telling your name because I, I don't think it's embarrassing. I think, uh, uh, and we talked about this, that he should use it in his advantage. But as soon as he gets excited that we're going to reach a new level up, that's when I sell. And I literally call him my signal and I send them on the chat and I circle like where he made me sell. <laughs> and it's okay. Yesterday, I Solana 37, Ethereum of 1750. Hey, we're going to this number. Selps, helps, 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 help. And we're here. All this is, is a sentiment. That's it. Because you're trading against robots. For the first time ever, I think it's the easiest market to navigate just on sentiment. Because robots are doing what everybody thinks is going to happen. So it, it's fucking crazy to put it like this together so watch out guys what's up Paolo what's going on uh so just watch out for what's coming on the market be patient and if you're trading 
good luck, number one. And hope you, you know, you can afford this fucking money. Who gives a shit? As long as you keep it there in good beds for a long time, you're going to win. But there's a lot of opportunities in a bear market like this one. As long as you're not falling for all the dumb narrative that everybody's giving you and for what everybody's letting you know that they think is going to happen. The reality is just look at the market frenzy. And when that shit goes to the moon, sell. And when everybody's like, ah, this is fucking miserable, never gonna go up, buy. It's not that hard. Don't look at levels. I stop looking at levels. Whenever I sit down and my friend tells me this shit's gonna fucking explode, that's when I put money. When my friend tells me this is going to the next level, I sell. And it's worked out four fucking times in a row. They normally say that a good trader can get one out of three. I, I'm not a good trader. My friend is a terrible trader, but the best in that sense. <laughs> hey, Wilson, what's going on? Um, so either way, um, Paolo, I'm scared, Salo. What should I do? I'm seeing all just in front of me. There's nothing we can do, dude. All, all we can do is just not spend, try to be as frugal as possible. Kind of like live back in your pandemic days without stress. The world's not going to stress. The world's not going to end. There's going to be new opportunities. There's always new opportunities in the market, dude. Um, there's always new opportunities in the market. And the reason why is... There, right now, when you're at the lowest, and this is how I made most of my, like, not, not most, this is how I got rich. I invested at a time when no one wanted to buy something. And I didn't know it was going to be great. And I wasn't doing it because I was going to get rich quick or not. I did in 2009, 2010. Who the fuck knew that was going to be the bottom of that? So whenever that shit happens, my dick gets hard because there's opportunity. The people want to see the positive and that's fine, but they don't want to see the reality right now. Yeah. And by the way, a lot of people are in denial. Oh, gee, my, my friend, what's up? It's true. People don't want to accept reality. In 2008, 2009, 2010, we had people and go back and look at 30 Rock. Great show by Tina Fey with Alec Baldwin uh, as a fucking incredible. They even talk about how they're not in a recession through 2009 and 2010 making a joke that executives in GE like big time executives were like no 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 we're not in a recession we're not in a recession that's what your president is telling us that's what Obama's telling us we're not in a recession <laughs> in the middle like the worst of the worst you know what let me show you this fucking chart let me show you this chart because I got you guys here I learned how to chart might as well just fucking take advantage of what I pay for. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just showing you what I'm seeing, right? Because I think it's interesting as fuck. Uh, ah, Jerome Powell, my friend. Finally, he's here listening to me. One second. You guys are going to fucking die with this. Let me make sure that I set it up. 12 months. Hang on, my fucking set is wrong. The fuck? Okay. So this is the NASDAQ. Let me share my screen. Oh, I didn't realize I was not sharing my screen. <laughs> This is the NASDAQ, guys. 
Okay? I need you, I need you to fucking pay full attention to this. This right here is 1990. So for a decade, you go up and look at when the candles start to get big, right? The candles start to get big on 95, 96, 97. Then you get some aggressive candles. And that signifies like when the, the candles start getting big, they go back to the same level. So this is the end of the, 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 the first end of the tech bubble. Then you go into a little bit of growth up to 2007, 2008. So you guys see, these are full recessions, right? This is a recession. We go all the way up aggressively. This is 2008. That's when QT was done. And then they reversed it. That's when also Trump, right here in this point, that's when Trump said, we're going to give companies a tax break. We're going to lower taxes so they can maximize, so they can maximize the, the, the returns. You see the candles get really fucking long. By the way, where's the recession in 2020? This is 2019. This humongous candle is 2020. This even bigger candle is 2021. Oh no, that's 2021. And this right here is 2022. Do you guys see how fucking massive that is? Webcam is in, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I don't know what I have here, hang on. All right, there's nothing in there that uh, you guys cannot not see. Sorry, 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 I just read, I apologize. This right here, the, the tech bubble, this is the real estate bubble. This is right now, hang on. No, 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 it's not text, I'm sorry, uh, this. That's right now. You see how red that is? And we're not in a recession. Can anybody please tell me why are we not in a recession? Again, tech bubble, 2008, now. Can, can someone please, can someone please tell me how we're not in a, not in a recession right now? It's bunkers. It's fucking bunkers so again i want you guys to stay alert and also these seem to be only red ones except when there's like the long candles develop and we've developed the longest candles we've ever seen right here since 2018 so if we see the market just follow this right here let's see how big of a haircut that was let's say from the top That's 85% down. Then 85% down. 2008 was not bad. 50% down. And we were complaining so much in 2008. Now let's measure this one. From right here, I'm not even going to go to the peak. So we're only 28% down. I mean, and right now we're 25% down. Let's see that we just get to this red candle that would be 50% down, which I believe this is possible. And down here would be 62% down. Now, do you guys understand why people are saying the market's going to drop to this level? Look at the fucking candle, guys, one more time. 
Either way, my name is Alejandro Solomon, guys, and I just wanted to chat with you guys about this. And by the way, I'm going to do a little getting high session with you guys on a live so we can go back to good old chilling days and we can talk about cars and all that shit if you guys want to, or we can talk about the economy, whatever you guys want. I'm excited. Just please stay alert. Look at the market. Don't fall for the fucking stupid shit that everybody's telling you. Look at that red candle.